0: Hello, and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. I am Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach. Today is a beautiful Sunday morning. It is March 14th, and we are coming off a very successful night in the NBA at Coach Talk. Uh, Terrific to see all the members posting uh, everything from takedowns to 50-50 and double-up winners, some single entry contests, the whole nine yards. So uh, it was a great uh, full day. We actually uh, swept the day with a uh, early slate, and then uh, our of course our main slate, and then uh, d Lux had had suggested an after hours uh, shot, and and we did it. And boy, it was a great decision because uh, we we made some serious money on it. So fun day for sure. And uh, really thankful for our whole family there at Coach Talk. Everybody was listening in and firing off gifts and, uh, you know, getting the vibes going. And it, uh, I swear when it's like that, uh, we always just crush it. So very, very fun evening. And we're just as excited for today. You know, of course, the NBA slate and uh, the fourth round uh, there at Sawgrass for the, the uh, Players Championship, that should be a fun one to catch. And uh, and of course, last night, you know, it doesn't get better when the the fighting coaches, the Dallas Mavericks, uh, roll over the fighting Joe Stantons, as Andrew, re- Andrew refers to him, also known as the Denver Nuggets. And uh, it was definitely, uh, I guess the best way to put it in speaking to Joe was eat my dust, I think is what we said. Because the Nuggets just uh, could not make it with the Mavs, so I kid, of course. It was a it was a fun game, and it was uh, we had a lot of fun with it in chat as well. But uh, but you guys aren't here to listen to that. You guys are here for to jump on the money train and get on these picks and get it going. So we're gonna do that. Um, there it's weird today. There's a nine game NBA slate. But there's only eight games in consideration for us, and the reason being is both DraftKings and FanDuel have a two-game early slate. That's Memphis, Oklahoma City, and Utah, Golden State. So we are going to look at that separately. And then there's this mystery game that's 30 minutes before lock and just in between, uh, and we just It's being ignored because the main slate on all three sites, DraftKings, FanDuel, and Yahoo, uh, starts at the 7 p.m. time as normal, and it is a six-game slate. So, you know, we lose one in the shuffle. We have the two-game early and the six-game late, which is perfect. And, uh, and that's how we'll get rocking down the road here. Uh, real quick, if you're watching this on YouTube, please take a second right now on the, on the way in the door here and hit that thumbs up, hit the subscribe. That's extremely important to us. Uh, and that makes all the difference in the world as far as moving up the rankings uh, there in YouTube. If you're listening to us uh, on any of our audio uh, places of like, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Podbean, um, you know, you name it, we're out there. Uh, If you can take a second, give us a five-star rating, give us a quick comment. Again, same principle, moves us up on the algorithm, helps us get the word out there. So very good stuff, and we really do appreciate you guys tuning in. All right, what do you say we hit this two-game early slate and try to get off to that fast start like we did yesterday? The, the first game, again, it's 2 o'clock Eastern. It is the Memphis Grizzlies minus 6.5 against the Oklahoma City Thunder. The over and a 220.5, and those lines are from our good friends at betus.com.pa. Memphis, on the first night of a back-to-back, And Oklahoma City on the second night of a back-to-back. So we got to see how that affects everything. Uh, The pace of play in this game, you have Memphis 8th and Oklahoma City 13th. So, you know, for two teams that you don't expect, uh, you would think get up and down the floor as quickly as they do. They're both definitely above average. So, uh, you know, it makes the game interesting. And uh, the only part that's the negative side of that is they are seventh and ninth, respectively, defensively. Um, Early news right here: we do have uh, McKay Luke playing for the first time uh, for the Thunder, so that's a a nice addition for them. Um, And as far as injuries, the you know massive news on the Thunder side is Shea and Baisley are both questionable. So, um, I'm hoping they play cause they sat out the last game of this doubleheader. So I would, you know, I'm leaning on hoping they'll play, but have to have that news. Cause it obviously affects, uh, all that usage with Shea, especially, uh, for the Thunder. Okay. Um, you know, in this matchup, let's take a look at a couple of things here. You know, uh, Right now, the probable lineups for the uh, 17-17 and Memphis Grizzlies is Morant, Bain, Brooks, Anderson, and Valachunas. So no changes there. Uh, We know they have some strong play off the bench. Last time it was Brandon Clark that really just dominated. Um, And then for the Thunder, uh, you know, I'm going to guess that they're in. So right now I have Maladon. Shea Dort Baisley Horford, but again we need the news on that because if that switches, uh, then you're going to see, uh, you know, I'm sure you'll see some McAlu, but you'll have some of uh, some of that bench stepping up, you know, and if Baisley sits, it'll be probably the same as yesterday with Roby being elevated there, um, so. Certainly need news there, but you know, right off the top of my head, uh as far as who I like in this game, I think I think it is a good game for Jaw. Um, I like this matchup and I think he can take advantage of Maladon. Uh, you know, really that, that first rotation the backcourt for Oklahoma City is not stopped defensively. So uh, I think more Morant's a, a payup guy, but I think he's well worth it. Um, you know Al Horford played yesterday. He doesn't usually play back-to-backs, but he's not listed on the injury list yet. So we need to follow that because uh, if he plays, I'm gonna I'm not gonna play Valachunas. Uh, if Horford sits, then I will play Joe Val. So that news is dependent for this two-game early slate on whether uh, Joe Val makes it or not. I think you can get away with multiple plays here from the Memphis side at pretty good value with Brooks specifically. Uh, you know, Anderson had his role cut a little bit the last game with Clark playing so well, but he's certainly a potential uh, player and, you know, Clark played great. So once he gets in a groove and starts you know ring, uh, bringing some of those games together one after the other, then he's, he's a good solid play because his price is still reasonable. So that is game one. So that's what we're looking at there. Uh, game two, uh, you know, a real battle of wills here. It's the first night of a back to back for Golden State, by the way. Utah Jazz are 28 and nine. Golden State is 19 and 19. BetUS has this as Utah, six and a half point favorite, same spread as the last game, but the over under almost a full 10 points higher than the first game at 230. And uh, the pace, Utah's 18th, so not as bad as people think. They just totally slow people down. They just defend the the daylights out of them is what they do. Uh, Great pace up for them, though. Golden State is two. So that's, you know, that makes you interested. But then this this is uh, two of the higher uh, defensive-ranked teams that we've had clash in some time. Utah's third Golden State is fourth. So neither one of these teams uh, is going to allow uh, a blow-up game, you would think, unless something went wrong within. But both of these teams definitely can defend. Um, as of right now, uh, it's looking pretty good. No, None of the key players are out uh, in, uh, at this earlier time in the, in the morning, so we'll keep an eye there. But Utah's probable lineup is Conley, Mitchell, Bogdanovich, O'Neal, and Gobert. Again, they've been super consistent with that. Golden State, uh, similar. Curry, Wiggins, Oubre, Green, and Looney. So no surprise there either. Now, interesting, because it is 10 points higher than the other game. uh, And all four teams are in the top 10 defensively. So this isn't going to be any cup of tea here trying to uh, knock out these first two games. Because there's really, statistically, it's all a bit of a concern for uh for each team. Now, you know, I like the fact that it's pace up for Utah. And for me, you know, that brings Connolly into play, especially with Curry defense. Uh Donovan Mitchell also in play. Um, you know, I think he's he's always going to be out there to finish and he's just a strong, uh, strong play. Uh I respect the interior defense. Of, of Golden State. I think that's the best part of their defense. Uh, so Bogdanovich, O'Neal, and Gobert are not as strong of plays for me. Um, if I do go with Joe Val in the first game, then I'll be set at center. Uh, the only way I'd consider Gobert is if Horford isn't in that first game. Then uh, I think I would just go to Gobert in the fact that... Uh, you know, it's, it's an Island game for them. And, uh, yeah, I think he'll get tons of run and golden state rotates at that center position and he should, you know, dominate the glass. And there should be a lot of shots going up because, uh, both of these teams like to shoot the ball. So that is where we're at. Uh, a little bit tough of, a, uh, you know, it's a two game slate here, but some good plays across the board. Uh, as far as who you can pay up to, you know, I think everybody's pay up guy because he's really the only monster pay up guy here is Steph Curry. And, you know, I can't, you know, complain about that for anybody uh, and, you know, may play him, uh, but he's not the first guy in by any stretch. And I'm almost half tempted to go, uh, you know, on DraftKings and Yahoo where you can play two bigs. If those uh, if the games game script like I'm thinking of of having both Joe Val and Gobert in there with Jaw and you know going on a bigger uh, lineup rather and let Curry out of there uh, that's a possibility too you know get that same option on FanDuel so you got to do a combination of those two builds and I think you can be right in the thick of it so. All right. How about the main slate? It is a wonderful six game slate. Um, By the way, the game that skipped today that nobody's going to watch because it doesn't matter for DFS was the Spurs and Sixers. So so, see you later, Spurs and Sixers. All right. Six games, main slate. I want to quickly thank our sponsor for this podcast today, uh, there's two of them actually. BetUS, uh, go to betus.com.pa, sign up with BetUS for the first time, your first deposit of 149 and use the promo code CoachTalk, all one word, no space. And you will not only receive the 149 to play in BetUS, but you'll get a free membership through, uh, with DFS CoachTalk. All the way through June 1st. So crazy to pass that up. I uh, Really recommend you go there. Uh, if you don't want uh, to sign up at Bet US, you've been, already have an account there. You can still go to our website dfscoachtalk.com and sign up for that the the deal that goes for 149 from now until June 1st. So either way, we've got you covered. Also, if you want to just dip your toe in the water. We have a three-day uh, membership for 10 bucks. So love to see you in there. We have the best community in the business, best members, uh, just fantastic. All right. First game on the, ma- the main slate. Sl- uh, slate. Um, Miami, 20 and 18. Orlando, 13 and 25. The, uh, line right now is Miami seven, the over under two eleven and a half, and a half. So a low number, um, neither team is on a back to back. You've got pace wise, Miami 25 and, uh, Orlando 16. So again, you know, that's the reason for the low number, um, uh, defensively Miami sixth, Orlando is 21st. So, you know, not a game to circle and say this is going to be a shootout up and down the floor. Um, we do have major injuries here. Bam is out, Fournier's out, Gordon's out, and Terrence Ross is questionable. So that does open up some value. Um, on the Miami side, you, you can go back to Kelly Olenek, uh in this matchup. He's a, a certainly a, a good option. Jimmy Buckets, who's been playing flat-out awesome, is a great play here. I have no problem uh, paying up for him uh, in this matchup. Um, not thrilled with backcourt right now uh, because of the how much traffic there with Nunn and Robinson and Drogic and Hero on down the line. So uh, really for Miami, it's about Butler and Olenek for me. And on the um, Orlando side, You know, the one buy-up center right now is uh, the favorite for me to make my roster in the main slate is Vuk. Um, You know, no BAM makes it a big difference, and Vuk's been uh, on fire, and he's shooting a ton of shots. He's getting close to six three-point field goal attempts per game, which leads center. So, uh, you know, got to love that. He's very involved. Uh, you could go, if you want to go on the cheap, you do have actually four good options here. The other four starters, you know, especially if Ross is out, they're not going to have anything off the bench. So Michael Carter-Williams mm-hmm. isn't quite as cheap, and he disappoints a lot, but he can do very well. Dwayne Bacon has been steady since he's been getting a starter uh, minutes. And then the other two guys are more of a GPP style for me. Okiki and Aminu, uh, not crazy about either one, but again, in a GPP to fill out a lineup, uh, I could live with it. Okay, uh, game two on the main slate. We've got the Cleveland Cavaliers at fourteen and twenty-three against the Atlanta Hawks at eighteen and twenty. Uh, the uh, bet US line here is Atlanta by six and a half. And the over/under 223 and a half, so a better over/under, competitive game. Pace-wise, though, Cleveland's 24th, Atlanta 19th. So, you know, two teams you would think would push a little bit more, they they don't. But here's what makes you want to play, guys. Here, Uh, we're talking about 22nd and 25th defensively. So, Atlanta's on the second night of a back-to-back. On top of that, so. Very interesting. They, you know, I've got to think they're tired in this game. I mean, they played uh, Sacramento last night and it was uh, close for a good portion of the game. And uh, we'll see, you know, Cleveland has definitely since all a bunch of their guys came back, it's really confusing at who's going to do what and how those minutes are going to all play out. So we'll see how it goes. Injury-wise, Prince is out for Cleveland. Garland is probable. So it looks like Garland will play, uh, which does make a difference in this game for sure. Um, The probable lineup for Cleveland is Garland, Sexton, Okoro, Kevin Love, who's back, and Jared Allen. And they also have Nance Jr. back. So they've got some depth a little bit all of a sudden. So I think that... uh, you know, it's, it's exciting stuff to see what they're able to do here. Uh, don't like Cleveland that often, but I think that there's some very good plays here. Um, Colin Sexton against that Atlanta backcourt, I think, is a monster. And if Darius Garland is not on any type of minutes restriction uh, coming back, you know, he's he tore it up last time as well. So, uh, you know, I need to do a little bit more. Well, I've done a ton of research, but the literal news of him being probable is 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 out there. But as far as how many minutes to expect or if there's any type of restriction, that I don't know yet. But I am looking at that backcourt from Cleveland. I think it's, uh, you know, potentially very good. Um, as far as the bigs go, I don't want Jared Allen against Capella. Capella is just too good. Uh, in fact, I like Capella uh, on the other side of the ball. I think that, uh, you know, I, they play him decent minutes on back-to-backs. I would expect him to get close to his full run. And, uh, you know, I, I think he dominates Allen in, in the paint. I, I don't uh, see uh, Capella not getting in deep and in getting it done there. So, uh, you know, he may be my pivot from Vuk. He's a little overpriced, but, you know, we'll see where this goes. But, uh, uh, you know, so there's an option there. Um, and really, you know, not looking at herder or Snell, Bogdanovich, those guys, they just, I you know, I assume Bogdanovich would step up playing against his old team for the very first time in Sacramento, and he just couldn't get it done. He didn't get a ton of minutes, and he was pressing for sure. Uh, I think he was like three for 13 or something from the field. So he did get some shots up and some of those are going to start going in and he'll be a good value play when they do, but still doesn't look like he's hundred percent right to me. So uh, I am not going to push the envelope there. Okay. Four more games uh, on this main slate, a really competitive slate. We have um, the eight o'clock Boston Houston game. Houston has been just, you know, what we're talking about, a hot, steaming pile of you-know-what. They just can't. They haven't won since February 7th, the game that Christian Wood got hurt. So, uh, wow. Um, Boston's an 11-point favorite on the road. It's a 224 over-under, which I think is a fair number. Um, Neither team is on a back-to-back. You have the 23rd paced boston team with a huge pace up for them with houston being fourth in the league so that makes some boston guys interested defenses are 18th for boston 10th for houston Uh, but houston has they were sixth and seventh and ninth and tenth so that's the progress or decline of progress that they're on um injuries gordon uh Will not Eric Gordon's out. Walls out. House is out. Nawaba is questionable. So it's back to that, you know, Houston, um, you know, value plays of guys that normally don't get massive minutes, but will be very key uh, to this game. Um, Oladipo right now is scheduled in, so we'll see if that if that stays. Uh, with what they're talking about, because he has uh, sat some some games recently. I know he's in trade talks, uh, the whole nine yards. But with a game, uh, you know, where they had the day off yesterday, uh, I think that uh, you know you gotta at least consider him as possibly uh, being a big contributor here. Um, the problem is he's gonna get some smart. Defense and Marcus Smart, that is, and that doesn't help matters. But you know, Smart is still ramping up minutes from his time out, so we'll see if he doesn't get a full run there against him. I think Oladipo is going to be dangerous because the guys you can consider for me on Houston, of course, Kevin Porter. Uh, I mean, he's looks like usage wise, he's going to have his hands on the ball, uh, doing a lot of stuff out there. Certainly, Oladipo as a pay up, you know, very well may be a great play here. Uh, Not really going to dig deep this time with the Browns, Tates, Pattons, all those guys. Just don't see the necessity. But uh, Porter and Oladipo definitely have my interest and are on my initial list here. Uh, On the Boston side, uh, Walker, Smart, Brown, Tatum, Tice. uh, Pretty much exactly what we expected, Uh, you know this should be a free for all scoring. The question is, you know, is it going to be split evenly specifically between, uh, Walker Brown and Tatum? <clears throat> and now you have smart back in there a little bit. And that, you know, that creates a situation where, you know, where are they going to be defended? Well, uh, who's going to guard whom and how is that all going to play out? Uh, Jay Sean Tate's a, crafty defender. He'll probably guard Tatum in my book. Um, I'm thinking Oladipo is going to guard Jalen Brown because Jalen Brown is dangerous. So that leaves me with a guy I'm looking at here uh, as my favorite play on the Boston side. And that's Kemba Walker. He's played better and better. I think he's going to get just average to below average defense against him. And uh, in a wide open game like this, I think Kemba can cause a lot of trouble, and he's my favorite play on the Boston side. So definitely have to have some exposure here. Uh, in my opinion, um, you know, it's it's not the highest uh, p- game. It's actually like fifth out of eight. But I just think that with the way Houston has been getting filleted here, that this this could be a game that uh, ends up being pretty high scoring. That you really want to have some exposure to. All right, next game, another eight o'clock, or Portland at Minnesota. Trailblazers are twenty-two and fifteen uh, against the T-Wolves at eight and thirty. That stings a little bit. Uh, Portland minus five over under over the the famous number of two thirty 230 at two thirty-four. Uh, these two teams played yesterday, and they're playing again today. So one part of the COVID NBA. uh, stacking these like double headers or back-to-backs you think it's like baseball but um, they are playing on second night in a row Uh, there are some definite things we can take away from yesterday Um, right now uh, Portland is 21st in pace but Minnesota's third so big pace up game for Damon company um, and a bit of a a pace down uh, for Minnesota so interesting there. But this, this is the part that caught my eye. These are the two worst defensive teams uh, that are matching up against each other, 28th and 23rd. So with that number, you know, being as high as it is, it's the second highest on the board and the defenses being that bad. You know, you've got to have some interest here, especially since Minnesota has a short bench. D'Angelo Russell remains out. Beasley's out, Culver's out, McLaughlin's out. So, you know they've got a ton of people out, uh, starting some new rotation of guys. Um, you know, so this this could be a really good opportunity for Minnesota. Um, Portland's lineup: Lillard, Trent, Jones, Covington, Canner. Canner um, had a great game against Cat, and Cat had a great game against Canner. Can- uh, and we did mention that exact thing on the podcast yesterday, and I don't see why there's any reason to get away from it. I think they both um, can have big games here. Their opponent there at center is not uh, strong defensively on either side, and I think a lot is going to be run through and to those guys uh, in this one. Um, I like, uh, I I do like Cat. I just don't think he's going to be able to push uh, Valachunas or uh, specifically um, uh, Vuk out of there for me. Those are the two guys that I think have a slate edge, but Cat would be close to that uh, range for sure. Um, you know, Lillard didn't have his best game scoring well into it. He only had two points, and then he let, started you know getting hot. I think he's the guy here that's the the bounce back, big game guy. A lot of people uh, <clears throat> didn't think he got the points he should have yesterday. So you all have some people sour about him. I just think it's a good fit. I don't think that backcourt that they have right now can defend him at all. Um, so this this is my really second serious payup up guy. And he's super expensive. But I think he could be right up there, specifically with the guards. I think he'll be very possibly the highest scoring guard on the entire slate. So, uh, fired up for Lillard. Uh, you could take a look at a few other guys. Um, you know, Derrick Jones is a sneaky guy as is Gary Trent. They both paid off. Um, Covington didn't, has had some weird games. He, he has little stretches where he looks like the Covington that played in his prime at Philly and everything else. Uh, And then he has games where he just sort of goes through the motions and takes the game off and puts up very average numbers. So a lot of risk reward, maybe more of a GPP play on that side of the ball. All right. We have two games left. Thank you. Nice hot cup of coffee. Two games left to go. Clippers 25 and 14 at the New Orleans Pelicans 16 and 22. The Bet US line is Clippers minus six, and here's our highest total of the day, night, and whatever you want to call it, 236. First night of a back-to-back for the Clippers, so we gotta just triple check before that game that they don't try to sit Kawhi or George. Uh, to play tomorrow against the the Mavericks, uh, which you know, so I hope this game goes like quadruple overtime. But uh, if they both play, um, you know, it's it's an ideal game against the the Pelicans' defense. You know, the the concern is that the pace, 27th and 17th. You know, you would swear watching the Pelicans that they're playing faster lately. There's no question about it. But still to be 17th is a little surprising. So, you know, do they try to keep pushing the pace against a more talented Clippers team? Or do they go back to what they've been doing the majority of the year and actually playing pretty, uh, pretty slow? We will find out. <clears throat> um, Clippers are in the top half defensively at 14th. And as we said, uh, Pelicans 29th, second worst in the entire league. We know Beverly's out for the Clippers, Redick is out for the Pelicans, but it's early, so we need to see the designations, uh, especially for the Clippers with the first night of a back-to-back. The probable lineup for the Clippers, Jackson, George, Kawhi, Batum, Ibaka, so similar play there as normal. Pelicans, uh, Ball, Bledsoe, Ingram, Williamson, and Adams, so very interesting uh, game with, you know, with, with those matchups, um, Zion in play. I mean, he's in play. He's in a, a position that it's pretty weak t- today or tonight. So, you know, it's certainly on my, uh, you know, uh, radar and somebody I want to look at he's expensive, but again, I think he's going to continue to go up in pricing. And I think he's, he's a, you know, very solid play. Um, Reggie Jackson jumps into the mix here. You know, we've gone down this road multiple times this year when Beverly's out. Jackson generally starts at the point and gets it done. And, uh, you know, he seems to have more trust in him recently uh, than he did at the start. So <clears throat> I'm, I'm fine with Jackson as a cheap play. Um, you know, Kawhi and George, consider them both, look it over. I say you can only have one of the two personally if you want to be able to get to some of those other guys we talked about. Don't see rostering both by any stretch. Would like exposure to one of them if I can make that work. On the New Orleans side, the same group Ball, Bledsoe, Ingram, Williams, and Adams. So, you know, you can expect a decent game from Lonzo. Uh, He's got to try to catch his brother, Lamello, who had a Phenomenal game yeah, last night. Bledsoe, who's been very on and off, uh, Ingram had a great game last out. You know, can he come back to anywhere near that numbers? Um, <clears throat> we will see. And then, um, you know, not really interested in uh, Adams either on the the bigs there. So, I wish I had the money to pay up. You know, for Zion here. Just not positive uh, that that's going to fly. Uh, on the Clippers side, again, you know, one last mention, you know, Jackson, when when uh, our man doesn't play, um, Be- Beverly, I think, is uh, it makes Jackson just a, a, a fine uh, play. He can score as well. So very interesting. I read a rumor last night on ESPN. It wasn't just. I don't know how much there was to it. It could be completely false, but it was reported by ESPN that uh, there was not a possibility of, because it sounds like it's more in the works, but I guess there was just somehow some backdoor conversation about Lonzo Ball possibly going to the Charlotte Hornets for Terry Rozier, uh, and they'd also get uh, Nicolo Melli. So I thought that was a reason I wanted to, Mention, I thought it would be pretty cool if uh, that would allow the Ball brothers to be the starting backcourt for the Pelicans. So that would be <clears throat> extremely interesting without question. Uh, but who knows if that's really going to happen. But I think, you know, we're literally getting closer to one week from the trade deadline. You're going to see some stuff flying around. I think there's going to be some big moves this year. I really feel it. So we'll see how that goes. All right, let's see here. We have the, uh, what, yeah, we've got the Toronto Raptors at 17 and 21 at the Chicago Bulls at 16 and 20. This is a nine o'clock game. So there's no 10 o'clock game. There's two nine o'clock games. So if you're building and saving roster spots, uh, <clears throat> it should work out well for you because you're going to have two games to choose from. Uh, if you want to play somebody, you're not sure they're pl- going to, play or not, but if they do, you want them in there. Uh, just follow us on Discord very closely. Uh, you know, just if the best thing is, you know, become a member, jump in. We'll do all of that research for you. We'll let you know who's playing, who's out. If there's minutes restrictions, you know, if it's a back-to-back and they're sitting, etc. And, you know, one player makes all the difference in the world. They can make your lineup or sync your lineup. So, um, I know you guys out there and girls as well. Um, shout out to D Lux. You know, we have some female members. They can play fantasy just as good as the guys. But uh <clears throat> they uh you know, I think that creates a situation in this game with that high number uh, you know, of 231 and a half. Man, that makes you interested in uh, you know, in some of the the plays here. Chicago's a three and a half point favorite, by the way. Um And Toronto's on the second night of a back to back at 17 and 21. They need wins. Same thing with the Bulls at 16 and 20. You know, the, the question is, though, can Toronto uh, withstand all these guys out? They've just been getting rampaged uh, without any bench of any kind. I think they're Only going to have eight guys to dress tonight because not only do they have the the huge amount of guys, Van Vliet, Siakam, McCaw, Flynn, Ananobi, uh, and Harris all out. And then Boucher now is a questionable uh, game time decision. So that would really make it tough. So their uh, projected starting lineup is Lowry, Powell, Bembry, Jones, and Baines. And then, you know, I guess they'll just have those couple of guys uh, off the bench. But, you know, uh, I'm not afraid to play any of the Toronto guys. Because I think you are going to rotate quite a bit. But I got to say, I mean, I don't I've been going to the different options there on Toronto. But man, if Lowry and Powell can't smash this game, it is the second night of a back to back. I get it. Ah, uh, they played quite a few minutes, but not like crazy extended down to the wire minutes. so i don't I don't see how you don't consider you, to me, you have to have either Lowry or Powell. It's just that simple against a, a poor defensive backcourt for Chicago, I think they're both in play. But here's the big news. it's in I don't I, hopefully it doesn't get out there too much because they give us an edge, but. <clears throat> Right now, it's their probable starting lineup is listed as Kobe White, Levine, Williams, Markin, and Carter. But what I read that the coach in coach talk last night uh, on one of the tweeter tw- tweeter Twitter feeds from one of the beat writers is that Saturansky was going to start at center over or at point guard over Kobe White, and that. Um, I think it was Thad Young was going to start over Wendell Carter Jr. and play either Young or Marken in its center. So <clears throat> I'm loving that, man. I'm loving that. I That makes Saturansky one of the better value plays because if he's going to get 30 minutes, that guy gets DFS points too. And he gets all kind in different ways, stocks, you name it, for a guard, he can get it done. So I do like... Uh, the fact that he's going to get more run in there. And same thing with Thad Young. Look at his statistics this year. He's over a DFS point a minute. Uh, So he's been super uh, efficient when he's on the floor. He's just come off the bench all the time with limited limits uh, to his minutes. So you know, I like both of those underdog plays that are going to be value plays, I think could have a big impact here. I'm not going to spend up for Levine in this game either until his price starts coming down a little bit. So, you know, I'd I want exposure to this game for sure. Um, it may turn out with some of the news that goes on uh, would be really cool if I could go Lowry, Powell, Satoransky, and Young here. I'd, I'd go for all four if the other stuff works out. And I think, uh, with this high total and with those guys getting the minutes, I think this could be a great play. So definitely an important one to leave you with. Um, really, uh, enjoyed going over this with you on this Sunday. Um, it's going to be a good Sunday. We've got all kinds of opportunities. Uh, if you jump in as a member right now, uh, we're going to get this out early in the morning. We can have you in there for the Early slate lock, which is uh, 2 p.m. Eastern, um, for this uh, the first two games: Memphis, Oklahoma City, and Utah, Golden State, and then we can prepare for the, the uh, evening slate that starts at 7 Eastern. So fantastic! Check us out, DFS Coach Talk. Um, you know we're on Twitter at DFS Coach Talk. I am at Joe Sarvati, J-O-E S-A-R-V-A-D-I. Excuse me, Andrew is at Language Olympics. So uh catch us there anytime. We're always looking to answer questions, uh help out in any way that we can. So appreciate you very much. Appreciate you listening in to the podcast today. Um Really wanna uh you know thank the entire Coach Talk team. Um really have exciting news. We're gonna have podcasts and sponsorship this week from Monkey Knife Fight. And super draft, and uh, uh, you know a couple other announcements that are really exciting for us going forward. And also, here's the big news for our members, or if you want to become a member, we are going to have our first ever NCAA pool with some great prizes. Um, it is going to be uh, the teams are picked tonight, and the tournament starts this week. So. If you want a chance at some merch, some free memberships, all kinds of stuff, um, become a member and jump in our NCAA bracket, which we will circulate around with the rules to the contest uh, later this evening. So fantastic. Shout out to our man, Brett, who is going to be running that for us on the Coach Talk side. All right. Thank you very much for tuning in on this beautiful Sunday morning. Let's have a, a really great day. Um, We're calling it the Smash It and Sweep Sweet Sunday, I believe. I think we're up to something like that. So, you know, that sounds like money-making to me. So uh, let's get it done. So uh, that is it. Uh, Catch uh, myself and Andrew tomorrow. We'll be on on our regular time, and uh, we will get that podcast up on Monday morning. So Crush Today. Let's get ready to crush all week, enjoy the golf, enjoy the basketball, and we will look to see you again tomorrow when we look to crush it in NBA DFS.